Hello and welcome to the Confidence Academy podcast. My name is Lily Badcock and I am a transformational confidence coach and founder of the Confidence Academy Members Club, helping men and women just like you to build unshakable confidence and self-belief. Each week, I will be bringing you new episodes with advice and guidance to help you rebuild lost confidence, manage anxiety, and finally start living the life you were born to live. It is my aim to reach as many people as possible with the message that no matter what you're going through, no matter what your struggle may be, there is hope. And there is a way to create an amazing life for yourself. The incredible people I have been blessed to interview on the show are walking, talking examples of how this is possible. And I truly hope you will find their stories uplifting, inspiring and motivational. The conversations are very open and candid and occasionally may include some adult language. So please take care when listening around little ones or grab some headphones. This podcast series is brought to you in association with Lily Badcock Confidence Coaching and the Confidence Academy Members Club. If you are ready to make the shift from anxious and frustrated to calm and confident, then visit www.lilybadcock.com today and get started with the free resources that are waiting there for you. I need you to know that you're not alone, that it can and will get easier, and that the transformation you seek is possible. You are more powerful than you know, and I'm here to teach you everything I know about harnessing that power and creating an amazing life on your terms. Before we dive in, don't forget to leave a review for us on iTunes and to check out the links in the podcast notes for free resources we have available for you. But for now, let's get you on your way to living your epic life free of anxiety and full of confidence. After all, confidence is yours as soon as you choose it. Hello, welcome back. You're listening to the Confidence Academy podcast of Lily Badcock. And today I am joined by Nicole Carlson, who is a coach for high performers. So Nicole, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's so good to be here. Awesome. And so you are speaking to me right now from Austin, Texas. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Perfect. So I always get really excited when I find out where I'm speaking to somebody, like where they are in the world, because I just find it utterly amazing and there are people from all around the world listening to this podcast as well and I just think it's so magical that we can just bring it all together on this tiny little thing we call a podcast it's amazing so thank you for giving us your time today um so what I wanted to do was first of all just get an understanding of or to help other people understand what it is that you do first of all and how that relates to anxiety so i know we just chatted a little bit before we came on air um so in your line of work what does a coach for high performers do okay so a coach for high performers it's it's sort of like a life coach but it's on a different level because I work with a lot of people who are doing really well in at least one area of their life, and yet somehow the other areas of life of their life aren't getting as much of attention, and so that's really taking a toll on them and their family and their health, and they're also still wanting to get to the next level. Let's say in their in their business, and so they're 
because they have all these other things going on that it's actually stopping them from getting to the next level in their business, like to the next, you know, uh, uh, project or financial tier or whatever it is that they're after. And they're actually stopping themselves. Their, their subconscious is stopping them from mm -hmm. leveling up. And so I work to create pretty much a life balance, but we clear up a lot of the things that are going on underneath. And I love this because I think uh, there's been a lot of episodes on this podcast for, um, for all kinds of things actually, but we, we do tend to focus a lot on people who are really struggling with anxiety, depression, stress, and all of these things. And I think it, it may be the case that perhaps sometimes people listen and they think, well, I can't relate to that because I am doing really well in this one area of my life. So therefore, who am I to even get anxious? So who am I to even have this issue? And, mm -hmm. and, and like we were saying before, I often think those people probably find it harder than most to go and get the help that they need. So I'm really excited to have you on. And I really hope that if there's anybody listening who, you know, I reckon some little ears have pricked up because they've gone, yes. oh, this is me. Um, you know, and also I think it's a really good message. Well, maybe it depends how you look at it, I suppose. Because as well, I think people that do suffer in this way, so often they'll look for outside like material things they think oh if mm -hmm. I had all this money then I wouldn't be stressed yes. or if I had the, this job then I wouldn't be stressed or if yes. I had this relationship then I wouldn't be stressed and the thing is and like it's like I said it is kind of a double-edged thing it depends how you look at it but you know it can come to anybody and mm -hmm. you know that's not to depress anyone more who's listening thinking oh crap so even when I get this stuff I'm still gonna have it exactly it's not about that. I just, you know, and I've spoken about this before, but it's just the human experience, isn't it? it this is life and it goes up, it goes down. And yeah. there are people who cope with it. There are others who cope less, but then there's this whole team of people who give the impression of coping and are then, yep. it's like the swan analogy, isn't it? Where they're very graceful on the top of the water and then their little yes. legs are going underneath, you know? Yes. I love that analogy. Yeah. yeah. So, so for high performers, they, they have two issues that I've found that because I used to be this girl in my twenties, I was married with an American dream. I had the house husband, the career. I was a software engineer. If you can even believe that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was miserable. And, but I stayed for 12 years because I had two problems. Like who, who do I go to when I am outperforming and have a better life than anyone else? Who do mm -hmm. I go to with my problem? And then how can I complain when I have so much and there's actually, like I had it all, mm -hmm. and but I didn't, I wasn't fulfilled, I was empty, and I had so much anxiety every single day. I had it so good. Like mm -hmm. I didn't know what the anxiety was from. And so that's why I'm so passionate about the subject because there's so many people out there that they don't know that success and anxiety do not have to go together. Mm -hmm. You can be totally fulfilled without anxiety and be super successful. Yeah. And so with your anxiety, the, with the anxiety that came up, and as you said, you were someone who had it all, you were ticking all the boxes. Mm. 
and yet anxiety showed up. So what was, I know what my understanding of mine was, but I'm interested to know what's your, what was your take on it in hindsight now? What do you think was the cause of that? I wasn't doing what was right for me in any form or fashion. I was married to a man that I didn't trust. I loved mm. him, but I didn't trust him. Mm. Um, I was in a career that was not right for me. Mm. Um, it's, it was supposed to happen as part of my story, but it wasn't right for me. And so I knew that those two elements were really causing me problems. And so I ended up getting, uh, after, well, it didn't, it took until my mom passed away at my, in my late twenties, she was only 47. And I was like, wow, life is so short. I've got to figure this out. Mm. I got my divorce. I sold my house. Um, and then one day I quit my job. I sold my car an hour later <sighs> and the next day was on a one-way ticket to Spain. I kid wow. you not. Wow. Because I, I had nothing left to lose. I had already lost the, the love of my life. I lost mm. my house. I lost my mom. My, my whole life had pretty much fallen apart. And I got to the point where I had nothing. I was actually homeless and eating out of dumpsters. Mm. And I was happy. <laughs> and so I was standing in line at a soup kitchen when I realized that I had it all and was miserable and I had nothing and was happy. And you know what? I have control over my life. Mm. I can build whatever I want and make it happen because I know now what it takes to be happy. Mm. And that's just to be with myself. Mm. And so that changed everything. And I still had anxiety because I still had to work out a lot of things and get rid of the whole software engineering because I, I kept doing that. But I finally like figured out how to align myself and how to be at peace with myself and how to do what was right for me. Mm. And, and the anxiety went away. Mm. Yeah, you, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It's ex it's exactly the same for me. I just think, and I'm of the belief now, you know, and it may or may not be the case for everyone, but I truly think anxiety shows up not to derail us, not 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 to kind of knock us down a peg or two. It's literally like a little nudge going, mm -hmm. you're, a little bit, you're a little bit off course. Like, you yes, know, you can have it better than this. Yes. And and I think that even that perception shift would be huge for so many people because then it means anxiety isn't a bad thing. Mm -hmm. It's like how freaking awesome that you get to up level, you get to, you mm -hmm. get to have more, you get to, to have, you know, a better existence, however that looks for you. And, and also you have permission. I think so many people don't think that, that it's for them. You know, they look around and they go, oh, well, it was all right for that person, but not for me. Yeah. You know, that person can win, but I can't. Or, you know, only some people. I mean, you hear so many things being f thrown around, don't you? All these, like, beliefs that have mm -hmm. become a collective belief. Like, you know, like, nice guys finish last. I saw somebody write that earlier. It was um somebody had, had written it, I think, as clickbait on Facebook, basically. They'd said, oh, is it really true that nice guys finish last? And I think... Uh, how I feel about that is it's got nothing to do with that at all, but it's the yeah. belief. And if you believe that if you're nice, you finish last, then that's what, that's what will happen. <laughs> 
It's yeah. like, you know, you're literally, you'll create what you believe. And I think that message is so powerful. And, and for you to be able to say that you had, you had everything in terms of what people would expect, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the cookie cutter. This is what everyone's aiming for. The nice house, the car, the partner, the job, you know, whatever. And isn't that just like a beacon of a message to say, you know, it, it doesn't matter a shit. If it doesn't light you up, then it doesn't yeah. count for anything. You know, that yeah. life might be someone else's dream. That might be someone else's existence. And so it's not even to say that that's wrong, but your right. soul knows what you need. And if you're not getting what you need, your soul's going to let you know, and it's going to show up in the form of anxiety, stress, overwhelm, yes. and all of these things. And but you have a choice. Yeah. Sorry. Here's the thing. We aren't ever taught to figure out what we want. Right. We are taught to do the right thing. We are taught to do as we're told, sit down, shut up, follow the leader. So mm. we're never taught to, to figure out what we want. So if you ask um, uh, an entrepreneur who has a business plan and a structure and a, like a set life, if you ask him what he wants on a fundamental level, like mm. what he wants in his marriage, what he wants in, with his health, he doesn't know. Mm. He doesn't know. And we don't know what we want for ourselves. We don't know what fun looks like. We don't mm. know what passion looks like. We don't know what passion in the bedroom looks like. We don't know because we don't think it's possible anymore because we are always told what to do. Mm. And then we don't know if it's possible for us. And it, of course it is. Of course it's, it's possible to have vibrant health. Of course it's possible to have passion in the bedroom. Of course it's possible to level up continuously in whatever you're doing for work, you know? And of course Mm -hmm. it's possible to have fun and enjoy life. But I don't even, I can't believe that I was at a point where I questioned that in my life. And I, you know, I, I want other people to see that of course it's possible. These yeah. things are so it, in our reach, and it's just it's just believing that it's possible and then going after it. Yeah, the belief is the first thing, yes. isn't it? It's you know, and even and I think people get afraid. They get afraid to even you know, like you mentioned, most people don't know what they want. You know, and and I've had this as well, and I'm someone who. I preach like you do. I'm the I'm sat over here going, you can have anything you want. Mm-hmm. And yet when I sit down and do these exercises sometimes where, you know, the one where you write out your, your dream day, I struggle mm-hmm. with this because I, when I first did that exercise, I wrote what I thought was my dream day. And now I've done it a bunch of times and I look back, I'm like, wow, I, at no point did I tap in and go, what is actually, you know, I kind of had my actual dream day and then I was thinking, oh, but that could never happen. So I'll create this dream instead, which fits far better. It's far easier to swallow. People won't be so, you know, frightened by it. It's almost like we're afraid to speak into existence what we want. Yes. Because we instant, like, you know, I mean, I'll speak for myself. If I'm doing that, I'm already... I'm already failing in my head. I'm already thinking, oh no, but that's not, you know, that's not possible. Like whoever Mm. thought, you know, I mean, I know when I was a kid, 
um, at school, we did, I was in year seven and they got us to write out this vault thing and they were going to bury it all in the ground. And then at the end of our time, five years later, they were going to dig up this vault and we were going to look at what we'd written down. Mm -hmm. And on that piece of paper, I said that I was going to be married. I think I said I was going to have children. And for my job, I said I was going to be a singer. And I remember at that time, it was so not a thing. I mean, now you've got, you know, the kids that go to school, they grow up watching X Factor, The Voice, like Britain's Got Talent or America's Got Talent. And, you know, it, we're just inundated with reality TV where so many, you know, so say regular Joes can get out on TV and be seen. But when I was at school, the only, the only people who got seen on TV were families that went on the generation game or like something on a Saturday night TV show. Mm -hmm. So to write down, I wanted to be a singer was insane. And they dug up the vault five years later. And obviously they were like, okay, this is your dream and off you go. And I can remember, uh, you know, like we had career advice chats with the Mm -hmm. people in the library and they were like, okay, what are you going to be? And I was like, I'm going to be a singer. And they were like, well, we can't all be Kylie Minogue. So, you know, what's your backup plan? Mm. And I was like, I, do I need one? Like, I, that's what mm. I want. And it's like you say, it's yep. like our dreams get stamped on. And that's because of their fear, isn't it? That's because it's not yes. because somebody doesn't want you to be happy. They just genuinely, they've stamped on their own dreams or someone stamped on theirs. And it's like yes. a snowball effect. Yeah. So, um, Yeah. And I had this profound realization in recent years where I looked and I was like, wow, I have the husband and I have the children. (laughs) And guess what? I am a singer and I'm not Kylie Minogue. I'm not famous. I'm not Beyonce, but I get paid to sing and I get paid to teach people to sing. And that is to me, that's what a singer is, you know? That's so beautiful. And yeah. And it was like, oh my God, I actually wrote that into existence. And I think this is why I think kids are amazing because yes, they didn't learn this yet. They, to them, a child, you know, you look at a toddler, um, even, even like my baby, my baby's what, 11 weeks old now. She's fascinated just by her own hands. Like, <laughs> wouldn't it be amazing to wake up in the morning and just be that overwhelmed by I mean it's like Will Ferrell and Elf isn't it where he's just excited <laughs> by everything yeah like, oh my god my hands are amazing and oh my god like the sky looks great but like wouldn't we all be a lot happier if we just rolled through life <laughs> with that outlook yes yes it would be, be incredible and I think you know we we grow up and we we just learn that the dreams aren't available to us but the mm. thing that I'm loving there seems to be this huge global awakening happening. Like more and more people are standing up and going, actually, do I have to sit in this office nine to five? Do I have to wake up every day and and hate my life? Like really? Because there are more and more people who are going, no balls to that. Like my life, Mm -hmm. like you say, it takes something. It sometimes takes a shock, like losing someone or receiving you know, like jarring news for you to go, oh shit, this isn't a rehearsal. Like this is, this is my life. And you know, another day has just gone by. Like, you know, I'm sat here now, the sun's just gone down. It's the end of another day, wherever you are in the world, like wherever you are listening to this, the moment you're in right now is going to be gone. In fact, it just, it just went, you're in the next one already. So what are you, yeah. And, and what are you doing to, to create, you know, what are you doing to bring 
happiness and peace to yourself because like Nicole said, it's all possible. I mean, if this amazing lady can go from having it all and being miserable to eating out of dumpsters and yet realizing that in that moment you were happy. I mean, if that doesn't speak volumes for gratitude, I don't know what does. Yeah. Um, if it's possible for you, then it's possible for others too. Yeah. And I think the thing is we don't know who we are. I didn't know for maybe, uh, and maybe I still don't know, but I'm getting clarity on who I am every single day. Even, I would say even two years ago, I was a completely different person and I was so afraid of myself and what I was capable of and I had no idea who I was. And that's like almost at, at the age of 40, you know? Right. And, and I've traveled, I've lived all over my, the world in my life. And to say I didn't know who I was at, at, and I was almost 40, for sure, you know, I imagine that there's, I, well, I know for a fact, because I coach these people all the time, they don't, they're not connected to who they are right. and what they want. And these are so, so, it sounds so simple, but it's so, it's so, it's so hard to actually implement and get in touch with yourself and love yourself and do what's right for you. It's right. really hard. And that's why there's so many people with all this anxiety and stress and overwhelm because they're doing things that they think they should be doing or that they feel obligated to do and not really what they want to do for themselves because they don't know what they want. Yeah. So what would your advice be if, if people are listening to this and thinking, okay, you know, okay, yes, I get it. And maybe I'm stuck in this life that isn't meant for me. Or maybe I think there might be something more. What would their first steps be? What would your advice be to those people if they want to get started? I would say it's, it's, it's just like a, a relationship, right? You want to make some, you're in a relationship. You're, if you're in a good relationship, you want to make that person happy, right? Mm -hmm. I would say, imagine you're in a relationship with yourself, and treat yourself as if you wanted, like your 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 um, your love would treat you, mm -hmm. and start spending time with yourself and get to know what you really want, um, and you know, go on dates with yourself and really get in touch with who you are and what you want, because it's only when you do that that you're you'll start to figure out what's actually causing your anxiety, what you can change and start making those changes, right? You have yeah. to listen to yourself. You have to be in touch with who you are and what you want. And it, it's such a long journey because, I mean, we're always discovering more and more about ourselves. But once you find yourself in all the world and get in touch with that, everything changes. Yeah, yeah. And I think as well, it's really, it's really important to say that the, the answer to the question, actually, I know a lot of people struggle to say what they want, but actually the truth is when you sit down and you ask yourself, what do I want? The chances are you have a gut reaction. You'll have a gut instinct that will come out first and you'll probably dismiss it almost immediately so fast that you may not even be aware that it came up in the first place. Exactly. 
but the truth is that that is what's meant for you and that is the that is what what you want that is what you desire and it's okay to desire it and yes you you don't have to be afraid to speak into existence what you want because that's the first step and actually the most crucial step to then getting it isn't it that's it's that focus and it's that constant you know like every day spend just even if it's a minute going you know what do I want even even if it's just for that day because I think as well people can get really overwhelmed with like you know life choices and and they're like oh I don't even know where I want to be in 10 years okay well then what kind of day do you want to have today what do you want Mm -hmm. the next five minutes to fit like to, to be like and and if you don't know what you want then how do you want to feel because you know that And if you don't know how you want to feel, you know how you don't want to feel. And that's anxious, which is why you're listening to this podcast. (laughs) You know, so you find your starting point and you, I think it's that, um, you can drop the need to be perfect. Perfection doesn't have a place when it comes Mm. to dreaming. It's like, you know, you don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to have every step mapped out. There's so true. Yeah. There's that saying, you know, you can climb the staircase. You don't have to see the whole flight of stairs. You've just got to be able to take the next step. And, and you know, and at any point, if you think maybe you stepped in the wrong direction, step in a new one. Like, that's how powerful you are. You know, you'd, I, don't, I think as well, people think, oh, but if I say I'm working on that, then I'm kind of stuck with that. Well, no, you can change your mind. This is your life, you know, yeah. and and you're powerful. So, yeah, I think that's, that's such a... a powerful message and one that's going to reach everyone listening I I believe because actually I think that's why we're all here we're all here to just create aren't we we're creators I mean I went to a circus tonight and I got a bit emotional and I think I was the only person in the place that that did but I was watching this woman who was she was climbing up this silk thing and just beautifully dancing and wrapping Mm. it all around and she was rolling down like in the air as well obviously it's a circus yeah and I just thought oh my god human beings are freaking amazing like we are bloody amazing and every single human being is a walking miracle and and it doesn't matter like you know I could watch somebody do that and as and as enthralled as I was and as amazing as it was the other part of me was thinking god I would never I'd be screaming (laughs) I don't like heights. I'd probably forget to catch the silk. I'd bash my head. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. And that's not for me. And that's okay. Because there have to always be, you know, for a circus performer to be, mm-hmm. um, to be successful, they need an audience. So that was my role in that moment. And that's fine. Yes. You know, I don't have to climb silks and spin. Thank God. It would be an, an absolute nightmare. Um, but I think it's very easy when you're in an anxious state or any kind of stress, overwhelm, depression, anything like that. It's very easy to forget how amazing you are. And it's very easy to forget that you are incredibly special and you are incredibly powerful. And while you're sat there listing all of the things you can't do, you're completely missing the point and you're missing the list of all the things that you can and everybody can do something. Yes. And when you shift your focus back to what you can do and when you realize that, you know, if you're not, I don't know, if you're not good with money, it doesn't mean that you're a shit human being. It doesn't mean that you failed at being a human. 
It just right. means that that's not a strength for you. It doesn't mean anything more than that. And it's this level of acceptance. And like you mentioned earlier, it's just seeing your soul and loving yourself for who you are and what you can bring to the world. Absolutely. And, and I think when you can do that, you really can, you can change your life and the life of those around you. Because I bet, mm-hmm. I bet you have affected the people that are in your immediate circle. I bet that up level, now that you're doing the work that you are called to do and you're in your purpose, that has to be positively affecting everybody in your circle as well. And of course, it all is. the clients that you're helping, you know, mm-hmm. you are now a beacon for these women who, who probably thought that, or not just women, I'm guessing men as well, but yes. people who thought that, that they couldn't ask for help. And, mm-hmm. and even if they thought they could, they didn't know where to go. Like, because you figured out your stuff, you're now helping these people and and making the world beautiful and i just i love this idea that if if a human being did it another human being can do it too yes yes it's so true and that's so that's how i keep you know keep focused on leveling up i'm like well <laughs> tony robbins did it so apparently yeah. it's possible for me too and yeah. you know maybe that's that's crazy but it keeps me you know keeps me going cuz i i see other people can do it so i keep going absolutely yeah, yeah i'll be honest when i was i remember being a teenager and it would have been 94 because I had the music box album by Mariah Carey (laughs) and I would listen to that album and I would sing it in my bedroom over and over and over again and I can just remember getting frustrated at first because I couldn't hit the notes and I and then I do I distinctly remember having a chat with myself going she's not an alien like this woman is not otherworldly I, I think I might feel differently now because she's definitely on a whole other level. But, um, but you know, I was like, she's a human being. She has vocal cords. She has a mouth. She has a tongue. She has all of these, you know, she has all the things to make sound that you have. If she can do it, why can't you? And I, I distinctly remember feeling that. And maybe it was arrogant. Um, but I just think that was what caused me to start being interested in the voice you know I started to have singing lessons and I started to learn about my voice and then eventually I realized that I didn't have to sing like Mariah Carey because my own voice is beautiful and exactly and and, you know and I can make you know the reason she sounds so amazing on that album is because she's in her zone of genius and you know if she was trying to sing like I don't know Ella Fitzgerald yeah or hip yeah or hip hop which she has attempted I think hasn't she (laughs) it's like you know everybody has their zone of genius everybody has what they're really good at and I just think and more than that everyone has the thing that lights up their soul and when you stick to that you will feel happier yourself and you will affect everyone around you positively as well and you're going to be able to get out of the anxiety once you know who you are. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it's, it was, I mean, I spent 20 years trying to figure that out. I mean, I went, was married, homeless, traveled, was yeah. a software engineer, started my own, like, it takes time. You can't just, I mean, you can't just think, oh, okay, I'm reading that I need self-love and figure out who I am. 
on the internet and think that the next day you'll get that because it's, it's a huge undertaking. Yeah. Yeah. I tell, I don't know about your journey, but with mine, the, the real kicker is I've been on a huge, like big round trip, you know, around ideas and trying to find myself and what I think my purpose might be. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, I've had like five, good trillion ideas about what I think I'm supposed to do in the world and what I came back to was the singing which clearly I knew at 15 because I wrote it on that stupid bit of paper in fact I wasn't 15 I was 11 when I wrote that wow Um, so it was like I you know I want to say your soul always knows your soul already knows who you are yes and it's probably Mm -hmm. not you're probably not as lost as you think you are you're, you probably just don't believe it can be that simple. And you're afraid. You're afraid yeah. of what other people would think, what would happen yeah. if you actually did it, you know, yeah. and then the whole money thing. Mm. You just have all these fears, and that's why it's so important to get a coach and, 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 and support. Yeah. Uh, not, only, not only a coach, but to network, to get peers that know are, are headed in the direction you want to be headed in yeah. and get mentors and, and accountability partners. Support is so needed. And I think we, we just isolate ourselves, especially mm-hmm. with all the social media. We mm. just isolate ourselves and feel like we have to go through our problems alone yeah. And that perpetuates the problem and mm. we just, we just shrink. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not the idea at all. I think it's the complete opposite. I think, you know, we, nobody came here to, to win on their own. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at the, the, the best people, I mean, Tony, um, not Tony Robbins, what's his name? Richard Branson. He yeah. has always said, you know, you read any interview that he's, that he's done. He said, you know, I'm not a genius. I, I don't have all the answers. I do what I'm good at and I hire everyone else to do the shit I don't want to do or the, or the stuff I'm, that I can't Absolutely. do. And he's just like, you know, surely that's the, the thing. So, you know, if somebody as huge and successful as Richard Branson is telling us that it takes an army for him, then it's okay to ask for help. And mm-hmm. I know, you know, bringing it back to, you know specifically the people that you help these high achievers and you know and by the way I'm guessing that can be a high achiever in many senses of the word Mm. you know there are it and those people have certain traits just about how they hold themselves and the views they have on the world and what they believe and I think one of the common beliefs is I should have this all figured out I shouldn't need help because right. I am whoever I am, you know, I, and certainly in my case, and I still wouldn't class myself as a high achiever. And I think that's probably a thing as well. They probably don't even think they're high achievers because they're constantly going, oh, but I need to get to this next stage. Like, you know, we almost discount all of our the success. Important. Yes, we yeah. discount ourselves. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, I do have to clarify that. I'm like, if you're successful in at least one area of your life, you're probably a, a high achiever. Yeah, um, because we are so hard on ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. We punish ourselves and we keep pushing. Uh, well, we're not there yet. Well, we're if we, if you rewound five years ago, you're way past where you thought you would be for sure. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. We don't we don't consider ourselves high achievers, and we're always again putting our happiness outside of ourselves 
which is why we have this anxiety. And, you know, I've worked with, oh, I had this one woman who she was making 20K a month. Mm-hmm. And she, like, it was my ideal client. She was making 20K a month. She, but she had, you know, her, her family, she wasn't able to be present with them. She wasn't taking care of her health. And she was stuck at 20K. And I say stuck because she knew she could be making 50 or 100, 50 to 100K easily with the systems that she had in place. Mm. But she was stuck because she had so much stress, anxiety, and overwhelm that mm. her subconscious was keeping her from making more money because, you know, the saying more money, more problems, right? Mm. So her subconscious was thinking, well, if I get more problems, or more money, then I'm going to have more stress. And honestly, mm. she had nowhere to go. She mm. had nowhere to go. She was had no time because she was always thinking about her business, always working on her business. And so we had to actually work to remove that stress, anxiety, and overwhelm. And we mm. did that. And the next, uh, after we started working together, the next month, she made 20K on the first day. Wow. And, yeah. On the first day of the month. And by the end of the month, she made 45 K for the whole month. So we, she was stuck at 20 K. Mm-hmm. She had never made more than that. And then right. we more than doubled it. And within the, and without the stress, she was totally stress-free and she, now it feels easy. It's her new norm. Yeah. Yeah. And so what you're talking about is the method that you use when you coach your clients, which is what you're qualified in, which is the neuro-linguistic programming. So the NLP. Yes. So for those people who are listening, who don't know what NLP is, or maybe they've heard the term, but they don't really understand what it means. Could you just give us an outline in case anyone is thinking, you know, if anyone just heard that story and they're thinking, holy crap, I need to get on this. Like, what, what am I going to get? What's going to happen if I go for some coaching with Nicole? Um, just let us know what is NLP and how does it work? So NLP is neuro-linguistic programming. And the way it works is it it helps you change any behavior that you don't want to have. So it works with phobias um, and it works with stress and it works with identity conflicts and uh, inner conflicts. Any kind of behavior or pattern that you have in your life, it will help you to, it'll, well, reprogram you to, um, to change that behavior or that pattern. And um, Tony Robbins uses it, but it, I mean, it's very powerful and um, it's, it's, yeah, it's a good tool to have, but that, that's, I, I do a lot more than that, but um, you know, my, my coaching comes from, you know, um, my experience cause I've pretty much been in anyone's experience <laughs> except for motherhood. I have not been a mother. Um, but other than that, I can probably relate to just about anybody. Um, mm. and then also from my training and, and NLP, but, um, I just kind of put it all together mm. and it's, it's, the sessions that I, when I work with a client, they're very powerful. Um, and it, it just, it changes everything for my clients. It's not just 
one area ever, ever. Yeah. yeah. I know the first thing, the first time I was exposed to NLP was when I saw my hypnotherapist, because I think a lot of hypnotherapists, they tend to have um, studied NLP or they have some kind of NLP because it kind that kind of is what the hypnotherapy is, mm-hmm. um, or at least it, you know, it goes hand in hand. And, you know, I went into that session, I did trust the lady because I'd met her and I was very hopeful that it would work. But at the same time, I know how headstrong I am and I know how strong minded I am. And so I was thinking I was already, like I said earlier, I was already setting myself up to fail. I was already thinking, Mm -hmm. Oh my God, how embarrassing would this be if it doesn't work? Like, you know, she's going to think I'm so stupid. And, you know, I was really anxious, even anxious about that. And so the thing is, this stuff just works. It's not woo woo. It's not voodoo. I think a lot mm-hmm. of people get, you know, when people haven't heard of this, they think, wait, you're going to reprogram my brain. Yikes. Like, no, it, it yeah. sounds horrendous. And they think you're going to stick a funny helmet on their head and start, you know, like a mad professor and start pushing buttons. But it really isn't like that. And actually a lot of the time it's more just suggestions, isn't it? It's like, Oh, so you have this belief, but what if you thought this way instead? Or did you ever consider that this might be what's going on? And even that conversation or even that thought process starts to, it gets your little brain whirring, even Mm -hmm. if for the most part you're going, no, no, no. You know, Mm -hmm. it really does start to tick away and you're like, "Mm, hang on a minute, like, mm." just for yes. fun what if that was the case or yes oh my god I never thought to look at it that way and yeah I think it's such a powerful thing that you know when I started reading up on it I, I was so excited I was like holy crap and like mm-hmm. you know my hypnotherapist laughed at me because I went from my anxiety the first time and then I by the end of the session I was like oh my god I have a list of stuff I'm going to come back for because exactly it worked so instantly in some cases and obviously yeah I mean like like you say you can't expect to go for one session and then your whole world changes however you can have significant shifts in your energy and in your belief system that can take a second just because you Mm -hmm. know just just because the suggestions do that it's like Mm -hmm. oh I see this in singing when I'm teaching somebody singing they've come in with a firm belief that they're tone deaf they can't sing but they want to and Mm -hmm. it's mostly rubbish I've never met anyone who was truly tone deaf but they thought they were so they acted like they were and it's the same thing you know as soon as they start to realize that these beliefs they held on to so dearly mm-hmm. are actually just a story. Mm-hmm. And at any point you can rewrite the story if it isn't serving you, whether that's in life or singing or, you know, playing tennis or whatever. Exactly. You know, I mean, you know, top athletes use NLP, don't they? They all use yes. the, you know, the power of this because yes. it, it's a real thing. It's so powerful. Yeah, I want to go back to the point you were saying when you said, oh, Mariah Carey um, has, you know, she's a just, you know, a human being like me. Mm-hmm. And so I want to take that idea of someone who at, you, at the time you couldn't sing, someone who can't sing and someone who can sing. We both have, they both have patterns that lead them to the result that they, that they are achieving. So you weren't singing and you had patterns that kept you from singing. 
which was probably a lack of, of practice and -hmm. belief. And Mm -hmm. then she had patterns that, you know, are in place that obviously took her to the top. So the patterns, it's just changing the patterns. Like you changed your belief to be like, well, if she can do it, I can do it. Mm. Changing that and then putting in the practice, which is another pattern, Mm. but changing those patterns and those habits to be like, um, you know, so that you are successful. And so really it's not like magic or anything. It's just taking patterns that work for other people and applying them in ways that work for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I and I think I had this little epiphany earlier where I was just I was just thinking about all the times in my life where I highlighted what I perceived to be a problem and then I would set about trying to fix it just by throwing myself all in. I mean a great example is weight loss, isn't it? You know, mm. somebody will suddenly get to the point where they're like, okay, you know, I want to lose weight or I want to be fit and healthy. And then they'll wake up the next day and they will try and completely change their entire outlook and habits around eating and, you know, and exercise. And then it's not sustainable because it's not who they are at their core. And they've tried to change too much too soon. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned is that the areas in my life where I've become really successful are really just the areas where I just did what I loved. I mean, I did practice singing a lot, but but it wasn't like when I was learning my flute and my saxophone, my parents were like, you have to go and practice. And so it always had this energy of, oh, I've got to practice my flute. Singing never felt like that. Singing just lit up my soul and it still does. And I practiced because I wanted to. I, it never was a practice. It was just, I want to do it, so I'm going to do it. And what I realized earlier was, I've probably spent a lot of time trying to become somebody I'm not or trying to act like somebody I'm not instead of going, I'm already enough. I'm already, you know, beautiful as I am. Mm -hmm. And I can, I can work these habits in if I choose, but in a way that feels good to me, you know, you don't have to become any kind of person. You're already enough. You're already beautiful. And mm-hmm. you get, you get to thrive as being who you are. You know, you don't, you don't have to become somebody different, but yes. like you mentioned earlier, just finding the right coach, um, or the right support network mm-hmm. is powerful. Not because, not because that person is above you or because they know better, but because more often than not, and I'm sure you'd agree that person is just another version of you. They're just a couple of steps ahead on the path. Yes. You know, if there's somebody right now eating out of a dumpster, maybe listening to this podcast because somebody's got it on in their car and they happen to be hearing this message, there is a woman sat here who was where you are right now and she isn't there anymore. And you never stopped being amazing. You never stopped being beautiful and you never, you never stopped being who you were. You just you realize that you didn't have to do the things that weren't lighting up your soul and and it's possible for you and it's possible for us and it's you know you you know these high achievers who like to beat themselves up at every turn and and who have probably told themselves a story that they don't get the help but maybe they've got as far as they can get and you know and maybe they're telling themselves that stress is part of what they've chosen 
it doesn't right. have to be. It really doesn't have to be. Exactly. Go and, yeah, go and find the next level version of you and befriend that person. Like they're all over Facebook now. Social media is an amazing tool. Mm -hmm. You can literally find, you know, I really think that we are, I mean, I think we're all connected. We are all one. We are all from one place. We are all from one source. And then there are little segments, you know, there are little kind of groups of people who are a certain way and we will gel and bond and be motivated and inspired by those people who think the way we do and have had the experiences that we've had and mm -hmm. who get us on that soul level. It is, it's a soul connection, isn't it? Absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned earlier that client you worked with and she was your dream client. She's your soulmate. That's a soulmate of yours. That's someone else who's been yes. on a similar journey. And I bet you get as much out of your client relationships as your clients do. Yes. You know, it's as a coach, it's, you know, when you're working with someone who isn't aligned and it doesn't feel good for either party. Yeah. Um, so it, you know, it's really important to go and find the people who, who, who get you and who, who see you for who you are and can just say, they just put out a hand and they're like, it's okay. Cause I was where you are. And now look at me, I'm four steps ahead or 10 steps ahead or 500 yeah. steps ahead or whatever. Yeah. And, it's just that message. Ultimately, you're going to be all right. You're okay. You know, you yeah. don't, you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to, you don't have to be beating yourself up and you sure as hell don't have to stay in this existence. That feels so wrong for you. Like, I know it's scary to leap. I mean, you did a similar thing to me. You left your husband, you sold your car, you left your job. I did all the same things, exactly the same. And wow. literally, like, all, all within a week. Like, mm -hmm. it was like, oh, I'm not supposed to be married to this person. And actually, I'm not supposed to do this job. And I don't think I'm supposed to live in this house. And I don't even think I'm supposed to be driving this car. The only thing that survived was my cat. <laughs> <laughs> I brought my cat with me. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but everything else changed. And mm -hmm. when I look back now, I think, holy crap, that was a really brave thing to do. But in the moment, I just knew that that's how it had to be. You, your exactly. soul knows, you know it, exactly. you know it. So yeah. And you can, you can trust your instinct for sure. Yeah. So, oh my God. So amazing. I love it. I love talking to you. <laughs> so cool. So, um, so as I ask everybody, as I mentioned at the top of the call, if you had a megaphone and the ability to reach Every anxiety sufferer, but specifically those high achievers, those people who feel like they can't be helped or they feel like they shouldn't ask for help. What would your message to those people be? What do you want them to know? That they definitely can get out of wherever they are. They can go to the next level they should ask for help, do whatever it takes to keep going because it's so, so possible to have it all, to be able to flip that switch inside of you and have it all. You can be successful and fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. It's not for the chosen few. Like right. by, by, the, by the fact that you're here on the planet, you get to have that. That's the whole exactly. thing. Exactly. 
yeah amazing so nicole if they would like to if anyone would like to connect with you perhaps to set up a, a call or to work with you or even to take your because i know that you have um like a, a free is it a program they can do or like a little freebie that you give away i have a webinar it's called uh how to uh how to level up 10x and um and how to get the passion you crave. Awesome. And so we'll yeah, link to that. That's we'll, on we'll my link. website with the application to work with me too. But all of Amazing. that is on Yeah. Awesome. And so what, give us your website address. We'll obviously put the links in the show notes as well. But let us know where we can find you. It's NicoleCarlson.com. And that's Nicole with an H. Mm-hmm. So. Awesome. And are you on social media? Do you have any Facebook or anything? Yes, I have a Facebook page um it's flip the switch um it's <laughs> I, a show that i have actually it's like a podcast but it's all video and i have guests on there and uh i've been doing it just for a little over a month but uh yeah so go to the facebook page flip the switch and you can see me on there and um there's a lot of good content there Perfect. Awesome. So as always, we will put those links in the show notes. So do go and check that out. And obviously, if you have any questions for Nicole, you can contact her via the links in the show notes, or you can tag the question in the Confidence Academy podcast Facebook group. I'll be inviting Nicole to join us in there. But if, if for some reason um, Nicole doesn't see it, I will see it and I can obviously get the message to her as well. Uh, but get yourselves over to that Facebook group and let's get the conversation started. I think in the very, you know, in the very least off the back of this call, because I think it's very easy to listen to a call like this or a training like this and, and get all fired up and excited and then to not do anything about it. So I think, you know, but if you're going to get off this call, grab a bit of paper and just start dreaming, start writing it down and have fun with it. Don't, you know, don't allow fear to hold you back. In fact, if you think of something and you think, oh, I can't write that, that's the exact thing you should be writing down. Yes, <laughs> so true. That's what's meant for you. And then give Nicole a call and she'll tell you how to get it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Nicole, thank you so much for being my guest today and for giving us your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor. Perfect. And to everybody listening, as always, please remember confidence is yours as soon as you choose it. I'm going to be back soon with another episode. But in the meantime, look after yourselves. Have a wonderful day wherever you are in the world. And I will be back very soon. Bye-bye. And that's us done for another episode. I hope you are now feeling uplifted, inspired and motivated and ready to start making those positive changes starting today. To get you started on your journey, I've created the Confidence Academy Members Club. This is an online resource designed to teach you everything you need to know about thriving in spite of anxiety, building unshakable confidence and creating life on your terms. As a member, you will have access to weekly coaching calls with me and online trainings to help you manage your anxiety, overcome stress and build confidence. Each month, we host a members-only masterclass with a guest expert from the podcast, giving you the opportunity to access world-class trainings and techniques for a fraction of the cost. For more information, head over to lilybagcock.com or hit the link in the show notes below. 
In the meantime, I'll be back again soon with another new episode and more amazing guest experts. But until then, look after yourself, dream big and live bigger. And remember, confidence is yours as soon as you choose it.